It's the Lockdown Flyers podcast for Sunday, July 30th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that's going to get into some summer hockey talk today. All right. Summer hockey, of course. Gotta love it. We'll get into that, plus your nemesis of the week and poll results all on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are on Instagram and threads at Locked On Flyers as well. You can subscribe or follow us for free over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, you'll get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Locked on podcast network your team every day uh just throwing it out there we were supposed to have an episode on friday didn't work for technical reasons so we're giving you some of that same content today just so you don't miss anything and it was really good i gotta say so but it's but it's um, new to you (laughs) it's new to you so that's all that matters and then we'll have another episode drop late on monday for you so we won't miss a beat what is missing right now is a Morgan Frost contract, Russ. Yeah, I just think they must be haggling, and probably nobody's in a rush yet. So I think they're kind of like letting it sit, like, hey, we'll do four years at this. All right, we'll think about it. You know, then, hey, what if it's at five? What would you do? You know, and, well, what if it's a bridge? What would you do? And, you know, they're just kind of, you know, poking along here. Yes, I, I think that's probably it. Uh, I won't get nervous until, you know, it's like three or four days before camp and we still right. don't have a contract. Now, nah, I don't believe issue. that'll happen. Yeah, I don't think right. that's happening. We, we should be okay there. Uh, one th- other thing that did happen was that Carolina signed Tony D'Angelo for $1.675 million for a year. So they still get Tony D'Angelo and don't have to give up a prospect to do it and pay him less. And sort of get to poke fun at the Flyers because that's the uh, the buyout number. So it's like you know, I, again, I'm I'm kind of tired of Carolina doing that. Honestly, they do it with everybody, but it's like it's like an old, it's like a bad joke that someone keeps telling over and over again. But yes, did they work things out really nicely for themselves? Yeah, and I give them credit for that. But just you know, pay them a real number. Don't stop with this nonsense. Yeah, I, th- I think it's. Poking the bear for no good reason, I would say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, best of luck to Tony and Carolina. And uh, I think that's best for everybody, all, all things considered, with the whole Tortorella thing. So it's a, it's a good thing. The Flyers did sign uh, Alexis Gendron to an ELC 860K for the three years. I love a good seventh round draft pick getting that ELC story. Uh, He was drafted in 2022 at 220th overall. Uh, He's 19 years old. And just when a guy gets picked in the seventh round and just takes that next step to get the ELC, I I love it every time. Yeah, I mean, so far so good. I mean, again, I don't care how many goals he scored in the queue. So many people are getting crazy because, you know, he had a lot of goals. And it's like, let's see what he does in the AHL, especially as a 19-year-old. You know, if he rips up the AHL as a 19-year-old, then then we'll talk about it. 
that'll be something. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be a huge test for him and, and oh, yeah. a big transition uh, with the Phantoms. But I think he'll have the time to do it and the time to to progress on, on the right path. So I'm looking forward to seeing where they put him in the lineup and all of that this year with the Phantoms. Uh, speaking of the Phantoms, they signed some additional players as well to AHL contracts. Uh, Jordy Bellreve is going to be back on a, on a one-year deal. He had eight goals and 12 assists this past year in 61 games and uh, just like a real solid center to partner up with some developing wingers, I think. Yeah, and he's good in the room. So, you know, fans like him, players like him. So that was good. It was good to bring him back. He's a good guy to have around. Yeah, so is Adam Karashek, who will be back as well. He had a rough year this past year with injuries, yeah. so he only played in 23 games, but got super involved in the community. They even gave him like a community spirit award, which is really cool. So good, good that he's getting another opportunity. And I think you know, depth defensemen for the Phantoms are, are never a bad thing. No, I mean, again, you can never have enough defensemen in your system. And if somebody has to go down to the E for a while, then that's what happens. It'll probably be Mason Millman, so he doesn't have to worry. Oh, God. It will never end. Never end. Uh, more importantly, they did re-sign Nolan Meyer uh, in net for the Phantoms, which is really good to see. Uh, he played a bunch of games in Reading, speaking of getting sent down, but that's usually the way with goaltending yes. at that level. Uh, but he played really well in in Reading, and he played nine games with the Phantoms. He went 5-2-2. Two, and two. Uh, with a 2.85 goals against average. And I think for him, he kind of got stuck with like the worst of the starts. When oh, he there's no play. question, especially yeah. towards the end. Mm -hmm. I think he had to go back to back at least once, maybe twice. Yeah. So I, I think that you kind of can't look at his numbers and no, and, and look at what kind of goaltender he is overall. I think he played generally well uh, when we did, uh, see him in that and i think it's just good to have a solid ahl goaltender in back in the stable and i'm glad it's him yeah no i i wrote about him i thought he was solid i'm happy they have him back in the fold i they can't have enough goaltending either so it's it's a good thing yeah i think so too uh going back to a last week's listener poll results uh, you know, we've been putting out these polls on Monday and giving the results on Friday since Friday didn't happen. We're going to do that now. And then we're going to give you the new question at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. If you recall last week, we asked about who in the flyer system is most likely to be in consideration or a top contender for one of the main NHL awards. And your choices were Matt Bay, Mitchkov, Carter Gauthier, Noah Cates, Carter Hart, or another player not yet drafted. 50% uh, of you said Matt Bay, Mitchkov was the next Flyers player to potentially get a big award. And, you know, obviously that would probably be the Calder, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what that would be. But, you know, again, uh, Gauthier is going to have a shot at the Calder before he does. Cates may have a shot at a Selkie before he does. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have gone that way. But, you know, fan base is pumped up about Michikov, and that's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Noah Cates being in consideration for the Selkie, I think, deserves a little more love than the 15% it got yeah, oh, to yeah. your point. Just because he's already gotten Selkie votes. 
That's right. the thing is like he's on the right path there. So he could get himself into the finalist conversation. And Bergeron's out of the league. So yeah, you know, yeah. somebody different will say. win this year. Yeah. Yeah, with Bergeron gone, um, I think, you know, Nico Heischer is maybe a presumptive, like, mm -hmm. new default candidate for that. But there's going to be other finalists. So why not Noah Cates? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's got a chance. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Carter Hart got 14% uh, for Bezina consideration. It's like a nervous 14, isn't it? Like, it's <laughs> not, it's not a big vote of confidence there. Well, I think that people are just nervous about who's in front of him, right? Because the goalie's individual play can only take them so far. They have right. to have a solid defense in front of them to get those numbers up to be in consideration. So I think that's where that comes from. No, and that's fair. I mean, I, I get it. Odds are it's going to be hard for him. Yeah, I think so, too. All right. Well, like I said, we will get to the new poll at the end of the show. But up next, we are going to talk about summer hockey and the beauty league. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That's 200 You could spend Betting everything from the money line to the over-under to who you think is going to hit the first home run. All on that, that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Plus, when you win, you can get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. So sign up today and visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. We are going to have a lot of great content coming up this week and on tomorrow's show. So we are going to drop a show late on Monday. We're actually going to be talking to the Locked On Red Wings guys about the Iser plan and how it's going and how that could compare to what Danny Breer is trying to do here in, in Philadelphia, what lessons that he can learn and, you know, is this a good model to emulate? So, so a really good questions there. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That'll be great. Talking about summer hockey, I think uh, one question that's come up for me recently, because I've seen a lot of, you know, NBA summer league and, you know, we're already talking about football with summer camps and, and all of that. Uh, I, I was wondering, do you think the NHL could pull off an official summer league like the NBA does? I think they could. Um, I think they'd have to localize it maybe to one rink. I think maybe the uh, Lemieux Complex in Pittsburgh's a good place because they have multiple sheets, one area. You know, they've they could fit in some fans. They've got a you know concessions there, good parking. You know, I think that's a good location. So I think if you did it there, you get a a, a pretty good showing. The only thing is that you know it's up to the PA and if players do it because they're playing in this league now all of a sudden you got to be insured like you know once this once the summer bell rings they don't care what they do in in other leagues but this is still an nhl thing so that might be the complication yeah i think it's something that's worth talking about for the next cba on um, you know and you could kind yeah. of probably rope like lump it in with the discussions on 
you know, the world hockey competition or, or whatever, the pseudo Olympic hockey competition that the NHL wants to the world cup. On. Yeah. World cup. So it's, it's a similar kind of situation, right. Where it's outside of the confines yeah. of the league. Cause like you would make up teams, you, you, you know, it wouldn't be a required thing. It would be optional for players. Um, and I think that, you know, it's a good idea and I think it could bring more fans in and makes you think about the NHL and the off season in a way that they haven't done before. And so I definitely think it's something they should consider. One thing that I think they would have to do from a rules perspective, which is similar to what the beauty league does, which is what we're going to talk about here with some of the flyers involved is it's obviously got to be non-contact, right? It's got to be a no checking league in order to make sure there's less of a chance of injury happening. Yeah, no question. No checking. You know, that's, that's fine because guys do skate in the summer and they would run the same risk skating this way or just kind of goofing around with their friends. So, yep, I'm in, I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, so I think the Beauty League that is in uh, Minnesota, uh, it's been around since 2015, is a good model to look off of. Maybe uh, not as far as the length of it. This goes on for several weeks, whereas I think the NHL should just do like weekend mini tournament right. competitions. Uh, but, you know, there's all sorts of players in it. There's some NHL players who are in it just to do a warm up heading into the season. We've got USHL players, college players, uh, some pros from North America who have contracts over in Europe, uh, AHL players. You know, it, it kind of runs the gamut. But, you know, there are some pretty solid NHL players in that league. Jake Ensel, Brady Shea, Anders Lee, like to name some of the non flyers who are in it. And um, they'd give some money to charity as part of it. So it's a really fun summer league of hockey they've got going. Yeah, they all go fishing after. They play Feeling Minnesota during the break at halftime because uh, it's a little different. Yeah, I think I think it's fun. Uh, it's a mostly offensive league, and that's good. They have some fun rules. Like, it's yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you get to see some of the guys you like for a little extra. And how's that ever bad? Yeah. And, you know, they, they do have some really fun rules. Uh, it's four on four hockey and the benches are really short because everybody wants to get that ice time. So with four on four hockey, they've got six forwards, five defensemen and a goaltender out there at once. Their rosters are bigger because some guys can make it to some games and not other games. So it kind of right. rotates who's who's in and out. But I do think that that makes it really fun. So you see the guys out there quite a bit during these games. And uh, the games are also run in halves, not periods. That's a runtime, 23 minutes. So each game goes real quick. Um, And then they have this really fun uh, sponsorship deal with a local pizza joint uh, called like the two minute hot puck. And so a team can say, yeah, we want to use our two minute uh, hot puck period and instead of a penalty it's like every goal scored during those two minutes of of runtime you get double the points for it which is yeah, really like kind of fun i like the idea i don't know if the pizza is any good i mean probably <laughs> not chances are it's not but i like the idea of the rule oh i'm sorry rachel are you going to say there's great pizza in every in every no i don't state? i have, okay. i cannot speak to this pizza quality no i can't either so we'll see but it, it is a really fun league with these uh, nice you know twists to the game. And like I said, the games go real fast so they can stack up three games in a session. And one yeah, night. that's nice. 
Um, and so we have some flyers involved in it this year. So both Kate's brothers uh, have been playing in this league. Uh, Noah Cates has played two games so far. He's got five goals and two assists. Yeah, I don't um, know. He's a little off game. his game. I know. Yeah. Well, he only he only had two assists in in the other game, but it's hilarious because there's several uh, or at least two brother combinations in the league. So we've got the Cates brothers, and they're of course on the same line. So Jackson got the assist on four of Noah's five goals in that <laughs> first game, and then Noah assisted on Jackson's two goals. Uh, Noah's tied for two for second in points with nine. Jason Zucker actually leads the league with ten at this point, uh, but we've got the uh, Brodzinski brothers as well. So Bryce, who is a Flyers prospect and his brother, Johnny's in the Rangers organization uh, have had some success as well. And Johnny Brodzinski scored a hat trick literally in one shift. It was. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's fun. I mean, who doesn't love these brother combos, these Minnesota brother combos, like, come on, that's just fun. Yeah, you see a lot of uh, mustardy yellow helmets out there from guys who play mm. for University of Minnesota. It's funny. On, on the ice. Uh, but the team that the Brodzinski brothers are on, Bobby Brink is also on that team. So getting to see him out there as well. And I think Bobby Brink and Bryce Brodzinski had some really good chemistry. A lot of fun uh, back and forth passing between them. Um, I will say Bobby Brink is a little rusty right now. A little lack of finish happening, uh, but mm-hmm. I did see him score a really nice goal with a rising wrist shot that totally fooled the goalie toward the end of the game that I, I did get to see. So, uh, yeah, they're definitely getting tuned up for the season. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, you know, they can work on some things. They're just staying loose, like you said. You know, they invite their their parents and stuff. They can, Everybody can go see mm-hmm. After that, they could all go out to eat, you know, or, or like I said, go fishing and, and make what they catch. Um, and, you know, it's a good time for everybody to go back to their lake houses after, you know, it's good. Yeah. And uh, brand new flyer, Ryan Paling, is also in the beauty league and is on a, a different team. And, man, I felt bad for him in the one game I watched because it felt like he just, his speed was too much for some of his teammates. And so he was kind of like, would skate down with the puck and be waiting for everybody to catch up yeah. to have somebody to dish it off to but uh they did catch up in that game so i think mm-hmm. that yeah i think he looked real good i think he looked like he had some some really smart decisions out there again especially mm-hmm. because he was kind of waiting around for a little bit so really good puck control and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing what he can do for the flyers yeah now he's got a good hockey iq i i don't worry about ryan paling in that regard so yeah, so the league continues to run for the rest of the summer. If you go to their website, they've got games on Mondays and Wednesdays. Like I said, they stack them up three games in a row. Uh, the next games are on Monday, so you can check it out there and maybe get a chance to see some of the Flyers in summer hockey action. That's good. Go Go see it if you can. All right, we will have our new summer poll question and our nemesis of the week coming up next. Russ, we had a really good question last week with some interesting results that we talked about earlier in the show. Uh, This upcoming week, we want to know what your biggest priorities are for the Flyers heading into this season. So your choices are going to be the defense playing well, 
goaltending success, special teams improvement, scoring increasing, and prospect development. So what is your yes. biggest? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's all of those. It's all of these. But like, if you had to pick one, uh, I'd say prospect development. Like, that's my biggest one. Yeah, I think in the big picture, that's it. But in terms of this year, I might say special teams improvement. Just because that's it was fair. such a big issue this past year. But we want to know what you think. So uh, answer that poll. It'll be a separate post on the YouTube channel. So uh, take a look over there and uh, and give us your feedback. And if it's something else for you, comment that over there as well. Moving over into our nemesis of the week conversation last week. Uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, winning is good versus bad discourse. And I think that it's something that can be really exhausting, right? Where mm -hmm. with a team in a rebuild, you're looking to get the best possible draft pick going into next year's draft. And the more you win, your chances go down. And I think you know, we talked a, a lot about that this past year. And a lot of people, I think, would have liked to have had a higher selection than seventh overall going into the draft. I think it turned out fine. I think we got a really good yeah, I mean, option. It, it worked out. It did work out. So, you know, things could work out again next year with winning a few more games as well. You never know how the draft. Yeah, I wouldn't want to do that blueprint again, though. I wouldn't. <laughs> Different draft. Well, that's why I think the discourse uh, leaves a lot to be desired because winning is also fun and winning is important for guys, right? Yeah. I mean, it depends how you do it. If games are close and you're just losing some tough ones, that's okay. You could still learn. There's a lot to learn from that. So I kind of, there's a line to tread there for sure. Yeah, I think so as well. But for this week, I think that you know, all of this talk about the beauty league and potential summer leagues. Now I'm like actually really sad that we don't have an official summer league out there. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of my nemesis that I'm really missing hockey. I know there's like the Holinka cup stuff happening. So there's like a little bit of like U 17 hockey yeah. out there, but like really good, solid, you know, NHL level hockey. I, it just makes me want to have an official summer league more. It makes me want the world cup to happen even more and have that be in the late off season, like in August, mm -hmm. you know, as, as a tune up for the season, um, you know, and having gone to it when it was up in Toronto, it was some of the most fun hockey I've seen in person and uh, give us summer hockey NHL. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, mine's pretty massive. Mine, mine is since I was at three different ballparks uh, over the last few days. Um, the lack of brown mustard at these ballparks is appalling. <laughs> like Yellow this is going to be food oriented or transportation oriented. Which one? <laughs> The lack of yellow mustard, the lack of brown mustard at ballparks is appalling. Yellow mustard is garbage. Uh, at least have both if you want. But if, you know, the problem is you go to the Midwest and it's like, you know, it's like brown mustard doesn't exist, at least in the Northeast. You know, if you're in Philly or New York, I'm pretty sure Boston does it too. You have that. But I'm telling you, brown mustard is so much better. Like it's not even close. And you just walk in there and it's just sad because some of these, you know, like I'll get a veggie dog and I don't eat um, 
regular hot dogs, but I don't want it with yellow mustard. And it's like, and it's like your only choice. And then there's other, there's a team called the Chicago dogs. So their big joke is you don't put ketchup on hot dogs. And I don't disagree with that. Although my dad did, and we used to kind of look at them sideways, but um, back in the days when I did eat regular hot dogs. Uh, so I get that, but then at least have brown mustard. Like you're, you're a hot dog ballpark. Like you're just, it's not complete. You know, not everybody wants just that yellow stuff. Well, as a person who puts ketchup on hot dogs, uh, oh. I, will, I will say, though, like, I personally don't like mustard and I've never liked mustard my entire life. Um, but I do understand, like, it, it's not like some people like it and some people don't. I don't think it's necessarily gross. I just personally don't like it. So have all the mustard okay. you want out there. Uh, but I do hear people like that I'm with complain about types of mustard. So I understand it's a thing that people care about and I can appreciate the the difference <laughs> there from afar, but I, I will not okay. put mustard on anything, like let alone hot on dogs. anything. No, so you, I don't like wow. it period. No, I think it tastes weird. But again, oh, that's just there's me. There's a place for mustard. I, yeah, well, a, I think there's a place for mustard in your life, Rachel. I think you have no, to let it I in. I try it. I try it every now and again. I do that with things I don't right. like. Um, I try it every now just and again. The just change, yeah. yeah. And mustard's never changed since I was a small child till now. Don't like okay. it. Okay, all right. Yeah, it it's happens. A sad tale. <laughs> it yeah. happened sometimes, I guess. So uh, that is our nemesis for this week. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, so Monday, late in your feeds. We will be talking to the Red Wings guys. Looking forward to that. It will be a ton of fun. And uh, we always want to hear from you. We will be doing our regular mailbag segment on Wednesday. So get those questions in. You can tweet us at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail. Or you can comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Have a great Sunday, everyone.